Good morning, church. It's so wonderful to see so many of you who have made the time to join us both here on site and online for the second Sunday of 2023. Thank you for being early. Thank you for coming together for a time of worship and gathering around the Word and fellowship this morning. Um, it is the second Sunday of 2023 and it's also Epiphany Sunday. And on Epiphany Sunday, the church remembers the journey of the wise men or the astrologers who followed the stars and journeyed together to see and, uh, and meet the baby Jesus. And similarly, you know, as we come into this time when we are walking together as community, may we today have a revelation, a greater revelation of who the Christ is in our lives as we gather around worship of our Lord and the Word this morning. So to prepare our hearts for a time of worship, can I invite us all to stand either in body or in spirit uh, to respond to the call to worship. Come in, come in and sit down. You are a part of the family. We, we are, are lost and we are found and we are a part of the family. We know, God, that we who have gathered here are a part of the family, but we also know that the family is much bigger still. There are people we don't understand. There are people we disagree with. There are people we don't like. There are people who don't like us. Challenge us, God, to expand our vision of family until we see all of creation as one big family. Amen. I'd like to invite you to either remain standing or you can sit down. Uh, let's join our hearts and voices together for a time of worship. Take 
just because we came. Let's sing it again. As we gather, may your spirit work within us. As we gather, may we glorify your name. Knowing well that as our hearts begin to worship, we'll be blessed because we came. because we came Lord we come with a heart of gratitude grateful for life for health through this epidemic you have taught us so much during the year to love differently to appreciate and also form new ways to connect with others. Today, we offer our hearts to you. Like Gary mentioned, today is Epiphany Sunday. We celebrate the revelation of God through the incarnate Christ. But it is also a sobering one because our Eastern Orthodox siblings are celebrating Christmas on both sides of the Ukraine-Russia conflict while the bombs continue to fall. So let us pray for them and for the universal church that courageous people may rise up everywhere who dare to witness and work towards peace and reconciliation, directed by God's love and empowered by God's spirit. So we will have a moment of silence, followed by a spoken prayer.
O Jesus, light of the world, come into the dark places of this earth. You bring a light from God that only you can shed. Light eternal, your light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. We bring to you the darkness of our world in war, starvation, cruelty, and exploitation. We bring to you the darkness of our earth, damaged and defaced by the consequences of unsustainable consumption. We bring to you the darkness of our nations, beset with conflict of race and class, religion and politics. We bring to you the darkness of our relationships, people not looking, not speaking, not listening, not forgiving. We bring to you the darkness of our own souls, hidden closets we have not visited or cleaned out for years. O oh Jesus, light of the world, be a morning star above for us, a radiance within, the shining all around that lets us live in love. Only then shall we be reflectors of your brightness and give glory to God in heaven. Amen. If I could rewrite your story of love for me I would not forget those moments of doubts If I could rewrite your story of love for me I would not erase those times of struggle Those moments of doubting myself and blaming you for all my brokenness Those moments I wrestled myself And you for the answers For a little hope Then I will remember When you became real to me When you would not turn away When you would not turn away I will remember I am an anchor of love I am a beacon of hope For you Your story of love for me I would not forget those moments of doubts If I could rewrite your story of love for me 
I would not erase those times of struggle Those moments of doubting myself And blaming you for all my brokenness Those moments I wrestle myself And blame you for the answers For a little hope Then I will remember When you became real to me When you would not turn away When you would not turn away I will remember I am an anchor of love I am a beacon of hope For you When you touched me on my side When my eyes were open to you and so I saw that I was born free When you touched me on my side When my eyes were open to you And so I saw that I was born free Then I will remember When you became real to me when you would not turn away When you would not turn away I will remember I am an anchor of love I am a beacon of hope for you I will remember I will remember When you became real to me When you would not turn away when you would not turn away I will remember I will remember I am an anchor of love I am a beacon of hope For you For you, you. For you Good morning. First, I want to invite you to um, log in to Menti today because there are a couple of questions that uh, I'll be asking and we'll collaborate to work on this sermon together in a way. Um, so you can go to, you can scan the QR code. I think this might not be the right code, but go to fcc.li slash menti. You'll definitely get there. I'm not sure if this is the right code. Uh, I don't think so. I think this may be last week's code. But go to fcc.li slash mentee and you will go to the um, today's mentee um, slides. 
So, will you join me in prayer? God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. So, when Pauline shared last week and also during our um, uh, AGM about the focus team for this year, walking with each other as community towards growth and wholeness in Christ, there was an image that she shared, walking each other home. So, I want to start off um, and to, and by asking you, uh, I'm not able to see the, the, the slides on the screen. It's okay. I want to start, but I'm sure you can see it on your um, mobile screens. Why did we say walking each other instead of just walking towards growth and wholeness in Christ? Why did we say why no, walking each other instead of walking instead of just walking towards growth and wholeness in Christ. Because there is a difference, right? Um, and I, when Pauline shared it with me, um, when we were discussing, I got very excited because that's phrased very well, um, what we are looking at um, in this coming year and actually um, how FCC approaches our faith journey. So, learn from each other, grow together. We need to help each other towards that goal. I'm laughing because this person put the smiley there, mutuality, like you are taking the sermon title and that's the answer, right? Very smart. Um, oops. It's okay. I, let me do what I can. Oh, I can't see from there either. Yeah, the only option is to read from the. It's okay. So I think some of you will have reflected on that. We need each other to grow. And I'll explore that more in detail in this sermon. Many of us come to church seeking growth and wholeness. Many of us will place spiritual growth and building a relationship with God as top reasons why we come to church. So let me look through um, some of the... Being accountable for each other's growth. It is what it is. To support each other, to focus on the role of mutual support, coming home to Christ as a church. Thank you. Thank you for your responses. There are 23 respondents. Very good. Um, good start to the year. One others to be better as well. So, what is this walking with each other business? Isn't that what the shepherds, the leaders of the church supposed to do? The ones who are called to walk the flock towards growth and wholeness in Christ. Why walking with each other then? See, one of the things that I've been taught by my mentor when I was in seminary was this. You, to, to me as a pastor, he told me, you don't treat your congregation as sheep. They are people. You do not build a relationship where they continue to be dependent on you for sustenance. That is not healthy church, right? 
A healthy church is where the pastor nurtures each individual to grow to their fullness, to become mature, to be able to stand on their own, to be able to think for themselves, to be able to live out their lives fully and, and full of love and life and not a person who keeps coming back to church for what they need and come back to church because that's where they, they are alive. You see, one, one way of building church is to make you dependent and keep coming back for more every week. It becomes like a drug, right? You feel high, you come back, and then you go off into the world, and then you come back again. But does that model the way that we want to do things? Does that help you grow? Is that what we are called to do as a church community, as a Christian community? Or are we called to nurture each person to become full, full of, full, to be their full selves, full of life and love that they can bless the world and we come to community to walk with each other, to walk each other towards that wholeness together? Not out of a sense that uh, we come back, you know, to, to get what we need as a transaction, but that sustenance is, is a mutual kind. That I need you as much as you need me. And you need each other as well. Debbie Thomas writes, if we do align ourselves with a larger church, a Christian community, we generally do so with a consumer mindset, trusting that we are free to join up and free to quit as personal preferences dictate. We struggle not to, we struggle not to view dependence as a moral weakness. We cherish our personal space, and feel claustrophobic when other people press too close. We believe, of course, in loving our neighbours, but we feel most comfortable loving them at a distance, at least, or at least with one eye trained for the nearest exit. Does it sound like your situation with church? But this isn't a way to grow. Walking each other as community towards growth and wholeness in Christ requires the exact no, not exact, but the opposite of a consumer mindset. It requires an orientation of love and mutuality. Free, if you don't know by now, in free community church means first, realize everyone's equal. This means that we believe that everyone is equal and have a responsibility to support and care for one another. This can involve things like stepping up to serve, offering help and support to those in need, being part of our different ministries. It is about mutuality. Based on the idea of putting the needs of the community above one's own needs and coming together to create a sense of unity and belonging. We do things differently here at FTC because too often, especially in the secular world, we are measured by how much we can contribute how much we do, this relationship becomes transactional. It is an exchange. We put in time, energy, and resources because we want something in return. But this doesn't help us grow spiritually or move us towards wholeness. When we operate transactionally, 
like volunteer to do things or serve because we want to be seen or recognized or want to feel that we are worth something, then we are seeing ourselves and each other as the world sees. You are measured by your performance, your KPI. God does not see us this way. We are worthy of love even before we have done anything. It is from this space of recognizing our belovedness that we invite folks to step up and serve and contribute. Instead of being transactional, we recognize that we have a shared commitment to the well-being and flourishing of the community as a whole. Because sometimes when we tell people, you know, this is not transactional, we don't expect you to, to step up and serve, you know, you are loved as you are, that doesn't mean that you don't step up. That means you step up from a different space. You're stepping up not to earn something. You're stepping up because you recognize that you have something to offer this community and you can bless the world with who you are. When we act out of a sense of mutuality, we do not do so to gain something in return, but because we believe it's the right thing to do and will benefit the community. This is our way of following Jesus' commandment to love each other as He has loved us. But in the past, when we were starting out as a church, and for many years, we did not realize this. When we find out about someone's skills and talents, we will quickly take the opportunity to ask the person to serve. We did not realize by doing so, we were not seeing the person as a person, but we are only seeing them for their skills and talents. So we have many experiences of that. I think some of you have experienced that before too. When we find, I remember us asking people to serve on the worship team when we find out they play some musical instruments. You know, because we had a lack. Some of them served out to serve, but it came more from a sense of obligation rather than mutuality. And that's where the issue can be, uh, that can become a problem. Because Because this, when we step up to serve our obligation, we can build up a sense of resentment. We can feel like coming to church is a chore because we are doing something. And that people are relating to us not because of who we are, but because of what we have to offer. And then there are also people who jump very quickly to serve hoping to be of value to the community. But that also stems from the same, you know, there are two sides of the coin, right? The same thing. We are seeing our value or worth based on what we can do. And what happens when we make mistakes? What happens that when we receive criticism about our work? What I've come to realize is that we often take it personally in, in those circumstances. I remember conflicts that arose from such circumstances and thinking about them now, I can see what, uh, why a comment escalated to a larger conflict. Because we were looking for how we can contribute to, we are looking for finding our self-worth in what we can contribute to the community. And when that is criticised, it is not just that work that's criticised, but our very worth. 
So there are times that maybe somebody is, you know, you, we made a comment about somebody's, uh, you know, keyboard playing, and then that person takes it very personally because that person saw their own self-worth based on the quality of their playing the keyboard. That's why nowadays, Pauline and myself have encouraged people to take their time to find their place in community. Then once you come to realize that we love you just as you are, not, what you can, not for what you can do for the church. We love you. You know that. Then that is where you can step up. Because you, we hope that you know that we love you regardless of the quality of your playing, whether you made mistakes or whatever. And this too is connected to how right we are. Very often, we argue heatedly about theology, about orthodoxy, and we lose sight of how to be loving. When we narrowly focus on about having our beliefs right, then we base our worth on that, which is why these arguments become very, very heated. Having the wrong beliefs means that we are worthless. Is that what Jesus pointed out as important? To have our theology right? Or is it for some people who want their theology to be right so that they are the respected or they, they can control other people? A good tree bears good fruit. What is important is how God's love is manifested through us. That doesn't mean that we don't talk about theology or discuss about it, but we disconnect the correctness of our beliefs from our self-worth. That frees us to let go of needing to be certain. And our relationships are then not affected by our disagreements or opinions over things. Because too often, what I've come to encounter in some people is that they hold on to some theological idea that they've been taught from their previous church and hang on to it and not willing to let go, even though these beliefs might be harmful, because their worth is connected to that belief. Their worth is connected to being correct, being right. That's not how it is. You are beloved. And how we are judged, if you think about what Jesus taught, is not about your beliefs, it's about how you love. How do you separate the goat from the sheep? Jesus said, that you have to visit, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the sick, visit those in prison, and for what you have done for the least of these siblings, you have done for me. 
that's the measure of how you separate the goat from the sheep. Not about getting your theology right. Not about getting the theology around the communion right. Not about all those things that are about ideas, but about really real, concrete things about how we love. Is it that important when we celebrate Christmas? Like what Wendy mentioned just now, our Orthodox siblings celebrate Christmas just when we are celebrating Epiphany. They follow a different calendar. Does it mean that they are less worthy in God's eyes? I don't think so. In our differences, we can still have mutual respect and love. Mutuality does not demand agreement, but respect. I want to ask, what does we are all just walking each other home mean to you? Last week, Pauline quoted this from uh, Raman Das, I think. Ram Das. And it is a mutual, equal watching over. We are just walking each other home. What does it mean to you? We are all just walking each other home. Accompany each other. We will get to shalom eventually. Sense of responsibility to the community we belong to. Companionship. Superficiality, doing the bare minimum. Hmm, I don't see that. Taking care of each other. Journeying together, compassion and not just companionship. Doing the routine, we're all God's children. Lift each other up through this journey. We are all on our own journey, but we are not lonely nor alone. Very good. Accompany one another through the trials till we go, go heaven, <coughs> transiting to heaven together. The end goal is a together home. Yeah. Thank you. Have, I want to ask you then, have you walked someone home before? Or been walked home before? And what was it like? Togetherness? Warm? Very short answers are safe. Maybe I should start, you know, like, tell me more. The next few people answer, tell me more, not alone. Security and safety, we are stronger together. Coming from a place of love, kingdom, being there, being present, that someone bothered to walk you home. Peace. Challenging on the low, super rewarding on the highs. Gratefulness, love, it felt loved. It felt good because I knew my buddy had gotten back safely. Yes, best time for a deep chat. There's a sense of comfort and warmth. Fellowship, purposely extending the time you have together. I wonder how it was like 
for the two disciples walking to Emmaus. Because they were walking home. And I wondered, when you walked home, walked someone home, or when someone walked you home, if Christ was with you too, on that journey back. Often surprising, and only realising after that we are both actually walking home together, helping and teaching each other. Assurance, a deep sense of connection. And this, we are just describing a physical walk home. I walked friends home before. I mean, back when I was much younger and thinking, and I think that Singapore might be quite a safe place, so... Um, that maybe not as many people walk people home. I've sent friends all the way to their doorstep, making sure they are safely back home. There are times also um, I drove my friends home and telling them, give me a call when you get back so that I know that you are home home because I dropped them off at, uh, at the lobby. And I've walked friends home. Rose, Nick, Yu Ming, and many others, as their illness progressed, and when we knew there wasn't much time left, I walked them home too, in a metaphorical way. And there are many ways of walking each other home. For some of us, this community is one where we, have, we walk together for a period of time, we have been bidding farewell to folks who are moving overseas, and we have often welcomed new people who have moved here into Singapore. And we walk together for a season, learning to grow towards wholeness in Christ, and then we bid farewell. And then there are some of us. This community is home for life. Have you considered FCC in this way? that this is home for good. This is where we let down our roots deep to build relationships till our time on this earth passes. And if you have thought of FCC in this way, then perhaps no matter what happens, no matter what conflicts we might have, what arguments that we anchor here, we continue to hold on to these relationships that matter to us. That we do our best to work through our differences because we want to walk together. And it is through this difficult work that we grow. We understand each other better, but more importantly, we understand ourselves better. We see why we react in different ways. And I think that this is one way God heals us. Because if we keep switching communities when we encounter differences, issues or conflicts, and we pick and choose whichever community we, we go to, then are we allowing ourselves to be changed. 
Are we allowing ourselves to be transformed? I know that many of us hesitate to connect because connecting means being vulnerable. And being vulnerable means that we may get hurt. And all of us have been hurt one way or another, and some more deeply than others. And some of us have been hurt by church. So if we could, we avoid opening ourselves to be hurt again. We just want to come to church and then leave. And we meet, you know, we just check the, the check boxes and it's done. But we need vulnerability for mutuality. And without opening up ourselves, then our connection with each other would just be superficial. Instead of walking each other home, we'll just be fellow commuters on MRT, strangers to each other. I want to invite you to think and reflect more about what you desire and what you want. We're not forcing you to do so. We're always inviting. But inviting you into this, this commitment to one another, to wanting to walk with one another so that we will grow together, that we will not just be passing strangers, but we will be connected in our relationships with one another. And it is only through that that healing, growth and wholeness can happen. We have to take that risk. I know it's not easy to be vulnerable. Who wants to be hurt? We have all been wounded before and for many of us, the scars are still there and some of the wounds may be still raw. Perhaps it is through this mutuality, this walking together, that our wounds can be healed, that we can be ministered to, and we can, through God, through the people around us, lead us to wholeness. I want to emphasize, growth isn't a painless process. And we are not a perfect community. We are still on the journey of figuring out and learning how to love and how best to love. I make mistakes all the time. I am not God and I'm not Jesus and I, I am not perfect. But we are trying to do our best. And it's in this space of allowing each other to make mistakes, to be wrong, that we will find that, our beloved, that we are beloved. And we can make mistakes because we won't lose that belovedness. There's another dimension to mutuality though, and that may be another reason why you know, we might want to avoid. Because mutuality, when we walk together, also requires accountability. When we walk together, 
we have to slow down or speed up to complement each other. We are not alone. We cannot do things our own way. There's a saying, right? When you want to go fast, go alone. When you want to go far, you go together. This holding, this accountability is not done in a shaming way, but in a loving way. Many of us have also experienced being shamed in how we practice our faith, and shame has been used as a tool to police our behaviours in church communities. I've experienced before, hey, you didn't say grace before eating, like, how unchristian. That's coming from a rather shaming place to, for me to behave or do something that someone thought that is the right thing to do. Instead, at FCC, we want to hold each other accountable in a loving but firm way. And it is not easy. Even I make mistakes because I've come to realise even some of the things that I do in a joking way, like for some of you who might not have been in church for a while, haven't seen you for a long while, huh? it's still shaming. I wonder how I can say it in a more loving way. Great to see you back. And I hope that how I say it does not make you feel bad, but instead make you feel welcome if you are the recipient of that. Recently, someone came up to me and apologized for not coming regularly. And I'm at a different place now. So I, my reply was, why are you apologizing? I assume the best of you. I assume that you made the decision not to come to church regularly because there are something that's happening in your life. There might be different circumstances that's going on and I do not know. And I'm okay with that. As long as you are at peace with not coming, it is not my place to judge. It is my place to understand. That's the value of where, what we want to do that kind of mutual respect and love. It is also how I hope that you walk with one another. Not, not in a judgmental way, but an understanding way. Not shaming, but holding accountable. And I believe that it is true, this walking together, caring for each other, loving each other, holding each other accountable, that we learn to love God. I think that's why when asked which is the greatest commandment, Jesus didn't reply with that one commandment. He replied with two. He said, love the, the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and to love your neighbour as yourself. Not one, but two. They are intertwined. And this is core to who we are. After two years of pandemic and many breaks in our routines, there are many points of disconnection. We now have hybrid services, which allowed us to grow significantly in numbers given the physical restrictions that we face. But this also brings about different things as well. It might be too convenient to sit back 
and I people have shared maybe before, I can attend service without rushing. I can attend service in my pajamas. It's great. But there's also a question about are we able to be community in this way? This is all new to me. How do we do community as a hybrid community? How do we have mutuality if folks are joining us online? And we are still trying to figure that out. The number of people I actually know out of the people who attend the service online, looking at the numbers on YouTube, the number of people I know is just a fraction. We have about 250 hits on YouTube every week for our Sunday service. Over the week, of course. Some people catch the, the service later. Out of which, I probably know only 10 people, you know, because a large number of you, you know, don't, I don't know who exactly attends. And I cannot build a relationship with you if I do not know who you are. And there are a lot of obstacles preventing that connection. We cannot do walking each other towards growth and wholeness in Christ in isolation. Walking each other requires us to be interacting and to be in relationship with each other. So if you're new, if you have not been at FCC for a while, if you, for whatever reason, wherever, what, where, where, wherever you are on your faith journey, we want to say, you, we, are, we, don't, we are not judging and we want to understand. We want to walk with you and we want you to walk with us. So if you want to reconnect in some way, please do um, enter your details into our uh, newcomers form that Gary will be um, announcing at, um, during the announcements so that we can reach out to you. I write personal emails to everyone who signs up because I want to establish that connection. One day, if our church ever grows into a larger size, I will not be able to do that. But at this point in time, I can. It is a luxury and a privilege to reach out and connect and to find out who you are, what's going on in your life, and inviting you to be vulnerable and to open up so that we can walk with one another, so that you can grow into your fullness in this community. Then I have another question. Can we walk with each other if we cannot be physically together? I used to be very conservative about this, about church community. I used to think that we have to be physically together to be community. When people move overseas, I pray for them, I wish them well, and I start asking, so have you found a church over there? You know, who's the pastor over there? You know, who's pastoring you now? Because that's how I've been taught to care for someone, but also know the limitations of how I can care for someone. Yet, many people who have moved overseas from FCC continue to remain connected to us. And that taught me something in the past year. FCC is special, and FCC is unique. 
they want to remain connected to us because they cannot find another community like us. When I was in London last year, I met with some of the FCCers who moved there for dinner. And I told them there was a limit on how I can serve them being physically apart, being so far away. And yet, through our online services and our online prayer meetings on Wednesdays, we remain connected. For your information, our online prayer meeting on Wednesdays, a majority of them are from UK. And that serves their needs in some way. And we connect. And I often joke, I see them more often than some of the people in Singapore. Because I see them every week. You know, I log into prayer, prayer meeting, I see them. Right? And I have, a, I have more opportunity to talk to them in you know, one-on-one, not one-on-one, in a small group, than some of you here. Even if you come to church every Sunday, I do not have the opportunity to talk to every single one of you. I connect more with them, interestingly. And I was very moved when they told me not to worry. How can I not worry? I feel responsible for caring for them. They have been meeting up regularly and supporting each other in their own way, they are walking each other too. For us here, I want to ask, how are you walking each other? How are you walking each other towards growth and wholeness in Christ? And maybe you are just starting out. Maybe you're new to FCC and not really connected yet. Maybe you're hesitant to be vulnerable because you've been hurt before and you've been hurt here before. I want to acknowledge all of that. I want to lift all of that up because human communities are complex and we are not perfect. I want to lift that up because if we have hurt you before in what, how we did things, in what we have said, what we have done, or what we have left undone, I'm sorry. Let us know how we can make amends, how we can create a safe space for you as well. We want everyone to feel that they are beloved here. Once you know your belovedness, then you're able to connect more and walk other people as well. Regular check-ins and having uncomfortable conversations, yes. Checking in on one another. How are you doing? Because some of us are not doing well. A smile, a word of kindness, don't condemn others, yes, don't judge, right? Understand, not judge. Catching up with live updates, listening with empathy, being present, visible and available, holding each other, helping each other feel comfortable in this space. Actually, I cannot even really walk myself. And you know what? And those times are the times that you should reach out that we 
walk with you. You know that story that Jesus carries you and you're not able to walk and you, because there are only one set of footprints on the sand and the beach, right? Sometimes we are the ones called to carry each other because we are the body of Christ. We are the hands and feet of Christ now. Christ has no body but ours. That's from St. Teresa of Avila. So we carry each other when some of us might be struggling. And there'll be a time when I need you to carry me as well. That's what walking each other is like. I don't know yet, to be honest, hoping to find a cell group and figure this out. Yes. And that will not be an easy process because that journey is about figuring out ourselves and each other and learning and growing. And it will be a painful process. Not pain, 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 but a good kind of pain. Being a, available to talk and being there for or contributing to cell group sessions, check on each other, being accessible and welcome to newcomers, remembering each other and intentionally spending time to keep in contact, providing a space and environment for people to, so people can walk with God. We walk each other by pointing each other to God. Yes. And sometimes we get lost. Sometimes we lose our way and we need each other to get there. I hope to get you thinking because this walking each other isn't about you just following. Walking each other means you are part of the process. You are equal in the process. When you join in this community and in our membership liturgy, you bring something to the table and you transform this body of Christ. You transform us as we transform you. That is growth. I ask this because I hope that I get you thinking at the beginning of this year to think about how you want to grow and how you can grow and the process to which growth and healing happens. I've also shared certain things so that you're also aware about the bumps that, might, that will happen along the way. Bumps, some, when we interact with each other, there will certainly be conflict. If there's no conflict, you're just commuters on the train. And even commuters on the train have conflict with one another. They get in, in each other's way. And we'll certainly get in each other's way. But that is where something magical happens. Christ appears there and helps us grow and change. Nadia Weber says, Christianity is a lousy religion for the I'll do it myself set. We are bent to be tangled up together. We are meant to live lives of profound interdependence, growing into, around and out of each other. We cannot get out of each other's hair because the fate of each individual branch affects the vine as a whole. In this metaphor, dependence is not a matter of personal morality or preference. It's a matter of life and death. 
branches that refuse to cling to the vine die. I want to invite you to think about how you can be part of this vine, how you can be part of this community, to be vulnerable, to risk, so that we will grow together as a community. Next week, I will explore more on this, how this clinging to the vine looks like. For now, let us pray. God, as we walk with each other, help us learn to be tangled up in all our messiness, in all our brokenness, so that as we learn to love each other through all this, without shame, without fear, so we can grow deeper in our connections with each other, and with you. And through that, find healing and wholeness for ourselves, for each other, and for the world. Amen. We have now come to a time of communion. For those of you joining us online, now will be a good time to prepare your elements that represent the bread and wine. We gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries, here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize God, that, that God's grace is sufficient. Together, God, God of mercy and justice, justice be with us. us. We, we lift our hearts to you, not, not because, because we have to, not, not because, because we are we supposed to, but because it's how we respond to your unconditional love. Because it feels good to know we are loved. As long as there have been people to tell them, our ancestors in faith have shared stories of your mercy. Of how you gave food to the poor, clothes to the naked, and shelter to the lost. As long as there have been people to tell them, our ancestors in faith have shared stories of your justice of how you gave freedom to the enslaved, opportunity to the outcast, and peace to the war-torn. You acted with both mercy and justice, rescuing the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, providing them with manna when they were hungry. And your people acted with both mercy and justice. Like the prophets who cried out to care for widow, orphan, and foreigner, and those who provided food, shelter, and community. You have shed your mercy and justice with us, not only as gifts to be received from you, but as gifts that we are to share with the world. We see these gifts most clearly in the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, 
Jesus showed us what a life of mercy and justice looked like. In mercy, he gave food to the hungry. With justice, he broke social customs and shared tables with the powerful and the lowly at once. In mercy, he cared for the sick. With justice, he broke religious custom and healed on the Sabbath. In mercy, he had compassion for the poor. With justice, he spoke out against the empire that held them in poverty. In mercy, he washed his disciples' feet. With justice, he died without protest to a corrupt system. On the night he was handed over to the unjust system that killed him, he protested by sharing a meal with his friends. There, he took bread. He gave thanks to God's mercy in providing it, shared God's mercy by giving it to his friends, then called to remember the injustice of his broken body every time he ate bread. After they ate, he took the cup, gave thanks for God's mercy in providing it, shared God's mercy by giving it to his friends, then called them to remember the injustice of his spilled blood every time they drank wine. But that wasn't all. God's, God's mercy, mercy and justice, justice burst forth when Jesus died. And his resurrection gave hope to all those who hunger for mercy and thirst for justice. God will always equip those who seek to share mercy and justice. Even death cannot stop God's incredible grace. So we ask God's Holy Spirit to be poured out on this meal, on these gifts of mercy, bread and juice, that we may remember Jesus' ministry of mercy and justice, that these gifts of mercy may become for us the body and blood of Christ, so that we may show mercy and do justice, not just for ourselves, but for the transformation of the world. May, may now invite the stewards to distribute the elements. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, please hold on to the elements so that we may partake of it together.
Let us partake the elements with gratefulness. Please stand, if you are willing and able, to join me in a prayer of communion. Together, God, God through, through this, this meal, meal, we pray that your grace would empower us to do justice, to offer mercy, and to do so with humility. You have given us your Son as an example, and your Holy Spirit as Advocate. Give us the courage to do your work in the world. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning again and uh, welcome again uh, to the Free Community Church Sunday service. Um, for those, whether you're new with us or whether you've been coming a long, long time, um, whether you're here with us on site or whether you're joining us online, a very warm welcome home. Uh, my name is Gary and I'm the service leader today. Um, I want to first take the opportunity to speak to the newcomers uh, who are with us. So, Miak talked about being part of community and the first step to being part of community is to allowing us to get to know you. And you can do this by going to the link there, fcc.ly slash welcome, and uh, send us your details, and you'll get a personalized letter from Myung. And that's what he guarantees. Um, I haven't got a personalized message from him for a long, long time, unless it's instruction to do some work. For <laughs> so, you know, um, take advantage of that blessing. But that's also the next step into community, um, is that you can join us for a newcomers meeting. And as Miak mentioned, you know, a lot of our activities are now hybrid so that you can actually join the newcomers meeting both here on-site or online um, over Zoom. Um, so the way to be able to get connected with us is through uh, leaving us your details or uh, to email us at info at freecomchurch.org. So we want to invite you to journey with us. Uh, well, I want to invite you to walk with us in, as community, um, and um, the first step you can do so is to be able to help us to get to know you and to be able to see it, to let us know how we can serve you as community. One way that we can serve each other is uh, through our giving, and as we come, you know, especially now, you know, this is the today is Epiphany, um, where the Magi uh, visited baby Jesus and brought their gifts. Now is an opportunity is to come together to bring our gifts um, to God. Um, I want to encourage our giving this morning by just um, thinking a little bit about what Miak had shared about community and um, with this particular verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And from verse 10, it says that He, which is God here, will supply seed to the sower and bread for food and will multiply um, your seed for sowing and increase your harvest of righteousness. So when we um, have this seed, it's going to be multiplied for us so that we can get a harvest, not for our bank accounts, but for righteousness in terms of the way God wants us to be able to be a blessing, right action, 
to the world. You'll be enriched every way with your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. So the a result of us, when we sow our seed that's given to us generously, is that people will give thanks to God because they are being able to be ministered uh, by the ministries that are being able to uh, happen as a result of your giving and generosity. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but overflows with many thanksgiving to God. You know, this is FCC's 20th year. And it is because of 20 years of your generosity that we're able to be community, we're able to walk one another home and be able to have all of the, the ministries um, be expressed. Um, and it is all because of the generosity of each and every person who gives. So I want to encourage you that there are a few ways that you can join in to worship God with your giving this morning. You can you know, give by pay now with the two QR codes there. The one on the left is for the general fund and the one on the right is for the building fund to pay down the mortgage on this place. And the other way is you can give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia or in a moment after we pray together, uh, the stewards will come around with uh, the offering bags and if you want to give and put some cash into the, uh, the bags, just lift up your hands and the uh, stewards will come to you. But let's give um, God this time in prayer as we prepare our hearts uh, to give this morning. Dear God, we thank you that we can be community. I thank you that you are here present with us in our lives. And God, we just ask you that as we uh, generously pour out our gifts um, into this community, that you help us to be good stewards of it. You help us to manage it and be able to prioritize where do we um, reach out to and how do we bless people and serve people with these resources that have been gathered together by your saints. God, we ask you to for your grace and your favour and blessing to be upon us in the year to come in this 20th anniversary that we celebrate as this community. In Jesus' name and all of God's people say, Amen. Can I invite the stewards to come forward to receive the giving this morning? And while they do that, I have a few announcements for you. Now, before we go into the first announcement, there's no slide for this, but I want to be able to share with you what's coming up in January. The first thing that is happening is that in two weeks' time, we are celebrating Chinese New Year together. And so I wanted to, to let everybody know that there will not be any on-site services on the 22nd of January. We're going to give everybody a break so that we can spend time um, if you are, you know, whether you're traveling home somewhere else or whether you're visiting uh, your relatives or hosting people to be able to focus on the loved ones in your life. And so we're going to have a pre-recorded um, service online um, that you'll be able to uh, experience um, at the regular website fcc.ly slash uh, live. And that's the way that you can get to our YouTube link to be able to um, you know, catch up on the, the service at any time during the day or in the week to come uh, thereafter. Uh, as we know, we are doing this uh, sermon series uh, walking, called Walking Together. Um, and this uh, pre-recorded sermon will continue in that sermon series. So that's the first announcement around our upcoming service on the 22nd. No on-site services for that. The second announcement that I have, and one of the ways that we want to invite people back is that um, starting February, the first 
and the third week of every um, month, uh, we are going to have live worship. Um, so, you know, January, the, the, um, the team has taken a break, um, and that's why we have got pre-recorded worship segments that we sing to. But in February, we want to encourage you to um, bring uh, your friends and, your, uh, and people to come back on site on the first and the third week, especially on the first and third weekends of each month, uh, to be able to worship together and join our hearts together for live worship. We also got um, other things that are happening on the second and the fourth weekend. So don't worry, there'll be more information to come about some of the specific uh, church activities that we have got planned for the weeks where we don't have a live worship. Um, as you know, um, you know, for us being able to have live worship, we need volunteers and we need to be able to help people to get um, integrated in as community and be able to help people to then step up with that. And the pandemic has been you know, very disruptive in that whole process. So as we now start emerging on the backside of the, the pandemic, uh, we are really looking for ways to be able to come together uh, and start ramping up back towards um, our full um, live worship and full services. All right, so announcements for today. The very first announcement that I have is a town hall for our 20th anniversary's um, book project. Um, so if you are interested in contributing, uh, right after the Sunday service ends, we're going to have a 30 minutes session here on site immediately after service. If you want to be, in, if you are interested in finding out more about the 20th anniversary uh, commemorative book project, or if you feel like you want to get uh, more information about how you can contribute to this project, please stay back for a short 30-minute meeting right after this service. So um, just encourage those people who are not staying for this um, session uh, to either go into the room at the back or you know, head out to lunch um, so that we can then utilize the space to be able to continue um, this uh, town hall together. The second uh, and third, uh, sorry, the second announcement that I have is for our Chinese New Year reunion lunch. So here um, on the fifth of uh, February, uh, uh, right after, is it a Sunday? It is a Sunday. Yes, right after service, we are all going to go to Kambo Teochew Restaurant at the Orchard Rendezvous Hotel. So you're very welcome to register for it now. You can scan the QR code or go to FCC. Dot Lee slash CNY uh, to register your participation in this. You can do it as an individual, you can do it as a cell group, so you can all sit together and have your own exclusive huddle. Uh, you know, whatever way you want to do it, you're welcome. You want to bring your friends and family members, sign up for them. If you want to bring friends and give this a good way to introduce them to FCC and the community, do it. And do it soon because we are space constrained. So please, um, to guarantee your seat, you know, whip out your phones and put and indicate your interest there. The cost is $55 per person, which I think I've never seen a Chinese New Year lunch as cheap as that. So, you know, it's a really good deal. Uh, please do sign up uh, soon. All right. Two more announcements to go. The first one is, as we ramp up our ministries, we need people to join the production ministry. They're very, not just visual presenters, but there's a whole host of other ways that you can serve. Now, as Miak mentioned in his sermon, get in, anchored in community first, and then you're invited to being able to love others, 
through serving and finding a place there. So the production ministry, the people who put this service together, you know, every Sunday um, on the back end, and responsible for the live stream, the video work, the sound, um, are all, you know, welcome you to be able to join their, their teams. In addition to that, one other way that you can love people and serve people is to be the first person that they see at the door. So this is the, uh, we're calling for volunteers also for the welcome team. And if you are, you know, or you are a very welcoming person or want to be a very welcoming person to love others in this way, this is the way that you can, one ministry that you can consider. Uh, please contact Sean, that's his contact number, or email uh, info at freecomchurch.org. Alright, final announcement is for those people who are new to community. You know, we have got a great journey for you as we are learning, as Miak said, how to be community as a church. So you've got a newcomers meeting that's coming up on the last Sunday of the month. Uh, then you will have got uh, programs that you'll be involved, uh, that you'll be invited to to join, including uh, seed and sprout and cell groups, um, to being able to get yourself find yourself a community here at FCC. But one very very easy way, if you are new with us um, and don't know people uh, or come alone, don't know people here is to go for lunch together. We have a, a coffee shop just uh, downstairs um, next in the next building at the JTC uh, Industrial uh, Park uh, where we have lunch together usually after the service. And there are people called lunch kakis um, who, are the, who want to have lunch with you and help you to, to um, get involved and, you know, with community. Today, um, the person who is, uh, that you need to see is Daniel. He's got his hands raised and waving it over there. So after the Sunday service, if you want to have someone uh, to go have lunch together with you, uh, please look for Daniel. Daniel is also the operations uh, manager for our church. You know, he knows everything about everything here. So he's a great person to talk to as well. And he's a really nice chap. All right. Um, I'm going to invite Miak uh, back now uh, to give us a benediction uh, for this morning. Myself? Yes, I did. Before the benediction, um, Val, would you like to come up? Val is moving... Uh, um, overseas. Um, these are flying off this afternoon, so we would like to pray for her. What? Postpone. But still, still living, right? <laughs> this, uh, my information not updated. <laughs> okay, but we still like to pray for you, right? Are the kids there? You want to ask the kids to come in? Well, serves um, on the children's ministry, so I want to invite the um, the children to come and lay, pray for her as well. Um, yeah, I think that'll be very special. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. They might be a little shy.
Would you want to come and pray for Valencia? Come, Grace. Come, Caris. Don't shy. You all know Valencia. Come. Will you lay your hands on her as I pray for her? Okay. A bit shy. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Noah. Carice is over here. If you're willing, you can lay on your hands on Valencia as we pray. Or hold hands. Or just hold hands. Let us pray. God, as Valencia steps into a new adventure of her life, and even though things might be uncertain now with the visa, we pray that everything will fall into place for her. As in this moment that she's surrounded with love, as she has poured love onto these children, we pray that she too receive love from them and from all of us. Wherever she goes, may she remember the love of this community we call home and you, God, who connects us across space and time. You who are our creator, our sustainer. You who are our strength and our hope. You will always be with her through everything that she faces the joys, the highs and the lows. God, you promise you will be there for us and you will be there for her. So God, may Valencia be a blessing to those that she encounter as she has been a blessing to us. We lift her up in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. May I invite all of you to stand in body or in spirit to receive the benediction. Dear beloved, know this, that you are loved unconditionally, beyond measure, by a God who created you and you are wonderfully and fearfully made. So know that you cannot lose that love and anchored in that faith, trusting that love that you go out into the world to bless the world, to transform the world and to bring the world light and hope. Go in love always. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week.